0: Hello and welcome to our Wealthy Wednesdays podcast. Today we're talking the attack on family values. Are millennials disrupting the way their family traditionally buy property? I'm Steph Davies from Wealthy, a real estate investment platform that provides the roadmap tools and expertise to guide and simplify the entire journey in property. And today I'm joined by Dominic Neshi and Jody Wang. Welcome guys. Hello, I love that intro. Oh, thanks, Jodie. It's new. It's nailed new. it. Giving a little bit of context to yeah. uh, to our new listeners on uh, the various platforms.
1: I really like the topic that we're touching on here because I feel like we are. We're disrupting everything, not just family values, but, you know, the way that people think about property, purchasing, investing. And it's a good topic because so many of our clients come in with all of that behind them and they feel like, Torn between what they should and could do and what they're ex- what's expected of them. And I'm glad that we're talking about it today and we have the perfect person to chat about it
0: too that's exactly right Dom <laughs> I uh, I've been really enjoying sort of delving into some of the more taboo topics with our wealthy Wednesday's podcast last last time we chatted we were talking legal and uh, this time it's family something that's very close to all of our hearts and also a topic that comes up quite often in conversation with clients we're always trying to find that why behind any property decision and and big major life decision and that helps us guide guide uh, people as clients, friends, um, everyone in our lives towards what they're trying to achieve. Uh, But today we're gonna focus on millennials, particularly in the property space and and something that all three of us are facing is that we've come from a family that's been focused on the budget conscious culture and we're going into a new world of this millennial spend station where millennials aren't as scared of of having good debt and uh, are willing to leverage off that debt to achieve the things that they're looking to in life so I'm really keen to get your insights from both insights from both of you yeah love it Jody, thank you so much for joining us uh, because you're talking to lots of clients each and every day and uh, I'm keen to hear what you both think about how our family patterns are influencing what we think about property and also how we're buying property.
2: Yeah, I, I love that and I guess I have two different perspectives of it. One, the side where I'm talking to clients and hearing their story and their mindset around it, but also my own personal experience where... You know, part of why I wanted to talk about this so bad was because if you spoke to me last year, I would have never expected myself to be here in a company that sells real estate, especially as an investment because this was something that I was not interested in. You know, my mom last year was trying to, you know, get me into property because that's something that she enjoys doing and I was just like, nope, I don't want to talk about it. Let's let's move on. Like I don't <laughs> I, I didn't even want to talk about it, let alone actually go through the process of, you know, thinking about it for myself. And I think the reason was because, you know, growing up, I saw my parents, you know, they they came from China 30 years ago and, um, you know, they worked really hard in Australia and I'm really grateful for it. Disclaimer, I'm not trying to sound like a bratty millennial that's not grateful for their parents. I am really grateful for them. But seeing how they worked so hard, they woke up at like 5 a.m., worked the whole day, six days a week just to pay off the mortgage. I didn't want that for myself. And what I'm finding now speaking to clients, a lot of the mindset around buying property is actually really unpacking what we've been told and what we've grown up to believe and really coming up with what's true for ourselves rather than what's what we've been told by our parents and people that we've looked up to. I love that, Jody because everything that we learn
0: as we're growing up as as children, we are always thinking and I think taking on our parent ideologies around property. Uh, I know in my own family, it was you have to buy land. You you don't make money off the house. You've got to buy land. Um, And so we have all these ideologies from people that we come across in our life. So if we just rewind for a moment, because I really want to talk about your family culture and your heritage as well. But if we rewind for a moment, I'm keen to, to here. Dom, did you have any particular ideas around property as you were growing up that you subconsciously took on and adopted?
1: Well, I'm a little bit different in that I was just super aggressive when it came to property. Even before I had any money, it was like I have no money, so I'm going to go learn as much as I could. And then reading all of these books and listening to different shows and and you know, really diving deep, it made me stray far away from what my parents, my grandparents, my aunties, my uncles all believed about property. Now, we have to remember that they're a, um, it's their circumstance is what they've learned from. So they came from a very different environment to us. It was a very high interest rate environment where they were paying 16, 17% interest, which meant that when they were going to purchase a property, they didn't wanna have this much debt. It, it didn't make a lot of sense for them to go and have an investment property because the rent did not service the debt that they had on that property. It was killing them. So, they had to buy it. They, they typically lived in it and they paid down that debt as soon as they possibly could because the interest rates were so freaking high. It was, um, it was sink or swim. It was a matter of life and death. So what they thought about is I've got to go buy my own home, I'm going to pay it down as soon as I possibly can, have no debt, and then we can start life from there. And then they thought we can go and invest. So we talk to a lot of clients now and they think, the first thing I got to go and do is buy my own home, pay it all down, and then start investing. And it's almost ironic because then they go and draw on their own home, leverage it up, so go and get more debt to go and buy the investment properties. Now, in our world, Interest rates are approaching zero. So we have to think about uh, debt very, very differently. And we almost want to reverse engineer it when now we're talking about buying investment properties, investing where we can afford, and then going and living where we want. Eventually getting to the point where you've got a million dollars in equity and you've got the cash available to you to go and buy the home that you eventually want to live in if that's what you want to do. So I think that... Having a look at where our parents came from and where their grandparents passed on to them, that adds a lot of context as to why they taught us those things. But we need to divorce ourselves from that because we're in a very different environment and we won't be able to move forward if we think about things the way that they thought about them.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. So Our circumstance affects our decisions and the way we feel about debt.
1: That's exactly right. Well, we can't, just, we can't just take on the learnings from the past generation because they thought about things differently. They had a different set of circumstances that affected them. Now, we're in a different brave new world, so we have to bring a whole bunch of new tools, and that's how we're going to progress, and that's how we're going to get forward
0: and what i'm also hearing dom is that from our our parents and and preconceived ideas within our family that previously renting may have been may have seen as a weakness or instability because all of our parents have bought a property paid it down and then and then gone on to do do the next thing whereas in our generation it's very possible to rent an aspirational beautiful place to live and invest elsewhere and renting can actually be a very positive aspect of of how we live day to day
1: I think it's liberating so you're right i think people looked and fought so hard for stability everybody wanted to buy that home and stay in it for 10 years With the idea of staying still for 10 years now, I get itchy. (laughs) You know, I don't (laughs) want to stay still for 10 years. I want to go and move to Koji and live there for a year and see if I like it. And then I want to move to, you know, up north, maybe closer to the water or further away. I want to try different lifestyles and patterns and habits and you know live in Newtown. Yeah, the flexibility is what I really value. And I think our generation is starting to divorce ourselves of having to be tied down so rigorously to one thing. And that's what you were saying earlier. You didn't want to have that same experience your parents had, the idea of slaving away for this property. We don't have to slave away, you know. (laughs) You know, we don't have to slave away. We can buy something, we can let it do its thing, and then we can live where we want to live and what's appropriate for our lifestyle and then move when we want to.
0: Absolutely. So there's so many opportunities to try before you buy in a, in a renting sense. And also, what I love is that moving is actually not so much of a hassle. And if you look at the positives, as your family grows, you can you can move and and find a place that's suitable for you at that particular time. Now, Jody, you mentioned earlier in uh, in our chat that your family culture played a huge role in uh, in all of your property. Property ideologies and and what you wanted to do at, when you grow up. Um, let's talk about when we grow up later on. <laughs> but um, let, tell us tell us a little bit about how your family culture and heritage also has a huge impact on your on your thoughts about debt and investing and, and how you move through the
2: world. Yeah, like Dom said, our or my Chinese parents in particular, their idea was buy your own home, pay off the mortgage, and then go from there and that it just didn't sit well with me I didn't want to you know because they they've been working as chefs for the 30 years that they've been here they haven't changed careers they haven't been able to grow And growth for me is really important. I want to be able to learn lots of different skill sets in different kind of industries. And I wanted to have that flexibility as well for myself. So I didn't want to, you know, buy a house, live in it and pay off this mortgage for the rest of my life. And that's why I just steered clear from property because I guess my understanding of it was that's the way it had to be done. So I never really looked outside of the box and thought, is there another way? I just, it, I didn't think it was for me until I started, you know, becoming familiar with property and realizing that there actually was another way, um, as in investing or and in rent vesting. So buying a property that you're not necessarily going to live in, but you have tenants there and then you're actually renting where... You want to live. And that's what I'm doing at the moment. And renting in an, is a whole nother story with my parents. Like in my culture, we should be, especially for a woman like myself, the idea is that I should be living with my parents until I get married and then I leave my home. So renting for them was not something that they totally agreed with. They finally kind of adapted to it after a year. Um, so yeah, that, that just never was really what I was told or given um, but I guess I I have that nature of challenging ideal ideologies and what people tell me and wondering if that really is the truth or, or if that's something that I believe in so that's something that I'm really grateful for about myself that I have that you know willingness to challenge what I'm being told and figure out what the real truth is.
1: And I don't want us to completely divorce ourselves from everything that our parents are saying because there's so much truth in what they're saying too. Mm-hmm. You know, what they're ultimately fighting for is stability. They want us to have something. They don't want us to be in the same situation that they are in. So I think that there's, there's, there's elements of truth. There is this sense of go and get something, work hard, stay to it. Um, it just doesn't have to be done in all the same ways that they've done it as well.
2: Yeah, I agree, yeah.
1: Because I even meet some clients and, you know, they bring with them so much and I need to just say, hey, you can just shave away some of the stuff but all this other stuff is still good, you know. Um, You know, some clients come in with a whole bunch of numerology things and a whole bunch of, you know, uh, ways and hows that are based on, you know, uh, you know zodiac signs, and we should be buying stuff that faces this way. And the kitchen orientation should be this way or that.
2: You're and talking about my mom right here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not just your mum. I can tell some stories about your mom. <laughs>
2: the feng
0: shui, yeah, yeah, yeah how yeah, it yeah. feels 100%. in a in a property.
1: But but some of that is valuable, and some of it isn't. So take take the take the the, the good stuff. And, and be ready and willing to sort of dismiss some of the others. Because as yeah. you're saying, like, there is still value there. Let's not throw everything away. It's just the way that they've done it isn't always right. Because what I have I always get to is everyone wants to pay down their house and then do something. But the question is, what is that something? Mm. And I think people almost don't want to answer those questions because it's too hard and just easier to go buy your own home. But if you're doing that, I feel like you're just settling. Mm. You're settling for whatever you can afford. And what you can afford isn't always what you want. You know, you probably want more for yourself. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yep. absolutely, Dom. And I think another part of it is sometimes people may think that that's all they are capable of and, and be unsure. And my my suggestion and encouragement to everyone out there, particularly listen, listening, is to go and ask the question. And as soon as you go and ask the question or find out the facts or dig a little bit deeper, that's when that's where the magic happens and that's where you'll find out or you'll learn something. And I think uh, if everyone could just ask one more question a day, they might learn something yeah. new or find 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 something or be inspired by something else. So I know we have to wrap up up shortly, but I just wanna talk about one last last topic to do with family values and uh, the traditional ideologies of buying property. And that's around the mindset. So it sounds like both of of you and we all have faced different mindset challenges around getting our head around investing or renting or both family home aspirations, I know we all have great ideas about our dream homes. Um, How do you challenge that mindset of of what the family thinks you should do, what you wanna do and what might be best for you? Because sometimes they feel like three very different things.
2: I'm I'm gonna touch on what, what you mentioned before, Dom, how let's not divorce everything that we were given from our parents subconsciously. I do like the idea that, you know, my parents having this idea of buying a home to live in to support their family, pay down the debt and the mortgage as quick as you can. The idea of that is security and safety and, you know, to secure a future. And, you know, what we're trying to achieve is the same. It's just that now it's different. The circumstances are different. Interest rates are not 16 to 17%. I didn't even realise that was a thing. That's really scary. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess just really realising where we are now today, what we want for ourselves but still staying true to our why and what we want for ourselves.
1: I like that. So you do want the same things. Just yes. how we get there has to be done differently. Um Steph I want to deviate slightly from that question just because you know Jody mentioned something earlier and what you actually said earlier was really interesting that asking another question um, what I've I've noticed a lot in all of these conversations with clients with Jody with with all of our other clients is that people come in with these ideas on what they want to achieve and they also have ideas on what they think they can achieve okay and typically their ideas and what they think they can achieve is, well short of what they actually can go and get and do. So, a lot of people come in with a good set of disciplines or they've saved a lot of money or some of them haven't saved enough and they have limiting beliefs on what they think they can actually achieve. Jody came in and started chatting to us and thought that she couldn't really even afford a property. Then we started chatting and then we started talking about potentially buying two properties. So, the ideas and people are coming in aren't necessarily what is that's not necessarily true so I want people to just come in ask other questions come in be very truthful about where they are and what they think they can achieve and then we'll let them know what's actually achievable because they may have a set of why's and things that they want to go and get done and then we will show them the how's so I think that that's the one thing that's important in this whole thing. It's really good that you've got the sense that there's criteria. You want security. You want your own home, and all these different things that you go you want to achieve in life. Come and chat to us about what it is that you want, and then we'll show you the different ways that you can go and get there. Because there isn't just one way. There are many, many ways.
0: Dom, you always have such a beautiful way to concisely uh, bring everything in in a very relevant way. So that's exactly exactly what we're what we're all about. Thank, thank you. <laughs> thank no, thank you. So what my takeaways are from today, Jodie and Dom, is that our family values and all of the property ideologies around per- purchasing property um, that we were surrounded by and, and p- perhaps adopted as we were growing up are very relevant for a different time period. And as we grow up, we need to be conscious of the market environment that we're in, the circumstances we're in, get good help, ask the questions and be brave to work hard, knuckle down and, and focus and and uh, have a real, real red hot crack at whatever we're up to.
1: Yeah, and if you've listened, got some value out of this, share it with 10 of your friends, 100, share it with everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a great challenge like share and tag 10 of your your best friends jody thank you so much for joining us today and sharing uh sharing some really personal stories there i really appreciate
2: that thank you i loved it and i think i did a lot better than my first time on this podcast so it's, it's nice oh, to be here we,
0: we love having you we <laughs> love
2: having you on i think you nailed
0: it the first time you nailed it the second time as well so thank you so much jody thank you dom as always thank you Great, great discussions. And we'll see you, see everyone around in the comments and uh, on our wealthy pages. Take care.